and welcome to an exciting brand new broadcasting endeavor. It's the pilot episode of Three Point Podcast. I'm Ted Patel, and the cool thing about this show is we're going to be able to give you differing views from three different generations. I'm the baby boomer of the bunch. I attended Central Michigan University, and since the mid-80s, have hosted the Sports Forum radio program and called high school play-by-play of a variety of sports. Our Generation Xer, Matt Burns, moved on from Corona, where he was a record-setting wide receiver. He got his degree from Grand Valley State University and now makes his living at ESPN, currently residing in Charlotte, North Carolina. Our youngest viewpoints will come from the millennial of the trio, Jared Patel. J-Rod started quarterback for the Cavaliers, graduating in 2017, and is currently working on finishing his second year of college and has started his broadcasting career at WJSZ Radio along with creating Fat Stat Sports. And today we'll also have a special treat as we'll be checking in with a member of the greatest generation, Jack Strat. Let's get this thing rolling. All right, Matt, did the college football committee get it right with Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Alabama in with the others, including Ohio State, on the outside? I thought Ohio State deserved to get in after, after beating Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. But after taking a step back and maybe listening to some other people analyze it, I do think they got it right. I think the biggest thing is you can't lose to Iowa the way that Ohio State did and and have that just be overlooked. You know, and, and people said, you know, Alabama didn't maybe have the best resume. They didn't have very many big wins. But I think what comes into it is it is Alabama. They have that, that history with Nick Saban and everything. So it's hard to just push them aside. I think you're arguing with yourself just a little bit there because, you know, I I agree with the committee 100%. I mean, I can't help but look at the fact that Ohio State lost by 15 at home, yes, to a good Oklahoma team, but they still, they lost at home by 15. Then they get drilled Mm -hmm. on the road at Iowa by 31. They give up 55 points to the Hawkeyes. I think Mm -hmm. if Alabama played Ohio State 10 times, Bama would win seven out of the ten. And let's face it, Alabama has the greatest coach of all time, at least arguably. Urban Meyer's not bad himself, but I'd take Saban in a, in a national championship matchup any day. At least that's the way I see it. Yeah, and I, I think going into the Big Ten championship, I was thinking that they gave the opportunity. They left the door open for Ohio State. Say they went into Indianapolis and beat Wisconsin by 30. Oh, well, that might be a huge statement win. And I really, I really have a hard time just – you know, you got four teams, supposedly the four best teams in college football, and you're going to put a team in with two losses. That just doesn't sit well with me. You go with an eight-team playoff, I could buy that. See what Matt made a good point that uh, if, if Ohio State had you know blown the doors off of Wisconsin, I think that they would have had a lot better shot of getting in. But I just you look at that game, and Ohio State could have blown the doors off. I mean, J.C. Barrett missed probably three or four throws in that first half. That could have made that like a 21 or 28 point game at halftime had he done so. And this is where I look, where it's kind of Ohio State's fault. But, Jared, are you saying Ohio State belongs in? No. I'm saying that if they had beat the brakes off of Wisconsin, I think that then they, they deserve the Scott to get in. But I don't think Wisconsin's that good, and we're going to see that. I mean, do we know off the top of our head who they play in their bowl game? Yeah, they play Miami in the Orange Bowl. Yep. And we're debating the top four teams. The college football playoff, the, com- the committee, they came up with their selection. And I say they got it perfect. You know, I, I think so, too. The, one of my biggest things with, with them taking Alabama was Alabama didn't really have a big signature win. That win at the beginning of the year against Florida State at the time looked like it was going to be good, but Florida State right. ends up being 6-6, six and six, and so that, that win doesn't really look that great. So okay. Alabama doesn't really have that signature win. 
But Florida State with DeAndre Francois is, is a top 15 team. We didn't see them play with DeAndre Francois, so maybe they maybe they lose four or five games with him. I mean, we don't know that. But at the time, Alabama, you could say it was a signature win because Florida State was number three in the nation at the time. It's similar to the year that uh, that Michigan started out top 10 and played in that opening game against Alabama. And Alabama beat the brakes off of Michigan. Michigan ended up losing a bunch of games that year. So at the time, that win for Alabama looked really good because Michigan was top 10. But by the end of the year, it was it was clear that Michigan wasn't a top 10 team that year. So I think you have to put all that into perspective. And and I I'm not I'm not arguing against Alabama. They're great. Well, you know, also guys, I know there was been a lot of chatter about well, should conference champs be in automatically? Well, you can't do it with the four the four team lineup that we have right now. You have to go to at least a six or an eight team playoff, and I know some people are promoting a sixteen team playoff. What do you What do you guys think we're going to do in the future? We're locked into this for the near future, but what do you What do you think going down the road? I think eight teams is the easy fix. What, what do you think eight teams? What do you, What do you think that would solve? Five Five conferences and then three Three at large. I think that's. I mean, that's what people want to see. That's my. Opinion. I don't think teams. I don't like. Did you mention six teams? I don't think a team should get a buy, not in college. Yeah, and I think what eight teams would do is, like you said, it would give, it would make that conference championship really mean something because what we're looking at right now is the last two Big Ten champions haven't been in the playoffs. So you, what are you going to say? Like, the Big Ten championship actually means something? Well, okay, cool. You get a T-shirt that says you're the 2017 Big Ten champ, but you're not playing for the national championship. So really, like, what does it mean? And and now that the the champ, the playoff has the Rose Bowl and those big bowls in it. It's not, it's not like the Big Ten. You know, it used to be cool to go to the Rose Bowl, but now you know, like you don't even get that opportunity if you're not making the playoffs. So, so I think going to eight teams would make the, the conference championship mean more, uh, and it would give the three other at-large teams uh, an opportunity to make it. The only thing that I could see being a problem is. Think about all the buzz we've had here heading down the final five weeks of the season and all the anticipation on what's going to happen and who's going to get in. You're going to lose a little bit of that luster with eight teams, but I think the good trade-off is you're really going to have a tournament that's going to determine the best college football team. You guys agree? For yeah. sure, and I, I think what it does too, I think you would lose a little bit of that luster because you're trying to decide between, right now you're trying to decide between maybe five and six teams to get to four. Well, right. I mean, if you go to eight, you would be deciding between probably nine and ten teams. So there, there would still be that that drama. But I think part of the problem with that is it's kind of similar to the NCAA tournament. There's 180 teams or whatever that make the tournament now. It seems like so it's like if you're if you're in college football, if they go to eight teams and you're the 11, 10 ranked team, you really deserve to be in the playoffs because you've probably at that point lost two or three games. So right. you, you might be go, you might be coming into the situation where you're putting teams in the playoffs that probably don't really deserve to get in there, but they have to because you need eight teams. Right. You know, and if you do look at that eight team scenario, it'd be kind of fun to see what Ohio State and USC would do. It'd be nice to see a team like UCF that ran the table to be in there and see what they can do against somebody. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what would be cool. Like last year, Western Michigan would have got in with that scenario, so that would have been cool to see. Right. UCF this year. It would be cool to see some of those teams get a chance to play Clemson or Alabama, stuff like that. Well, one thing's for sure. We love our college football. We love the playoffs, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch there. The, the semifinals games, Oklahoma and Georgia in the Rose Bowl and Clemson and Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. I'll tell you what, guys, why don't we save our predictions for another time and uh, mm-hmm. and also some of the other big sports stories. How's that sound? 
Sounds good to me. Yep. All right. Well, great stuff, guys. And uh, now let's go to Chi-Town's own Jack Strap and this week's commentary. Hey, Fred, Matt, and Darren, how you doing tonight? I'm super excited for this opportunity to represent the greatest generation sharing my 85 years of common sense applied to sports in life. And by the way, my wife Jackie said that if she was there in the studio with you today, she'd love to grope each one of your butt cheeks without your consent, of course. Anyway, she's starting to feel a little bit more liberated these days. My groping days ended a long, long time ago, about seven weeks ago. Hey, on the topic of college football in the Final Four, Clemson 38, Miami 3. I guess Miami coach Jimmy Johnson can go sell his remaining inventory of turnover change down on South Beach. The only chains moving in that game were chains from the sideline crew as they moved up and down the field quickly as Deshaun Watson found senior wide receiver Sammy Watkins open all night long. Coach Dabby Abby Sweeney is doing an outstanding job for the Tigers, by the way. For the Big Ten Championship, I was not surprised to see Jim Trussell's Buckeyes beat the Badgers. I fell asleep, guys, during the contest while swigging a Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Braxton Miller handed the ball to J.K. Dobbins, and he was slashing the Badgers, highly rated, now overrated, defense all night. So anyway, I've got to share this story with you. I'm snoozing in my lazy boy, and my spear, my beer spills, and I'm yelling at my wife, Jackie, hey, get me another beer out of the fridge, woman. You know, I was taking my chances, you know. She might have groped me. But anyway, I look over at my 22-inch Zenith color television to check the score, and I thought perhaps Jackie changed the TV station. Because was focused on Wisconsin coach Paul Chris, who to me looks like Mike from the sitcom Mike and Molly. I was waiting for a 60s laugh track to play as the artificial turf exploded right in front of me. And if that wasn't funny enough, out comes head groundskeeper Bill Murray to save the day. So I drank my beer and watched what seemed like an eternity, sort of like my bet here, and I was thinking to myself, with all the money generated from the Big Ten Championship, Lucas Oil Field Management can only afford one turf expert, and then I look up and see some fat guy with a leaf rake running onto the field like a special teams unit, and I'm wondering, where the hell's he been hiding? You know how I hate to recklessly speculate, Fred, but my guess would be that he was told before the game, all right, we're going to call you if the field zipper explodes, so he's thinking, yeah, right, that'll never happen. So he's drinking beers in the concourse after eating four hot dogs and a chili nacho platter, and he runs to the upper right. 302, and he's sitting on the toilet taking a huge dump, and you guess it, his beeper goes off, and I'll guarantee he was quicker zipping up his zipper. Anyway, he runs on the field 15 minutes late and helps Carl Spackler, which was just hilarious and yet ridiculous at the same time. Anyway, I now return to my regularly scheduled programming. So we have Nick Saban's Crimson Tide battling Clemson again, and Georgia Yellow Jackets coached by SEC Coach of the Year Keith Smart take on the Sooners of Oklahoma. Georgia's young and talented with freshman quarterback Jake Fromm and running back Hershey Walker, but they have a stout defense led by Raheem Smith. Oklahoma has crotch-grabbing hotshot quarterback Baker Mayfield, and their defense is led by All-American Brian Bob Caleb. In the end... Coach Bob Stoops will have to wait another year to raise that Sears trophy. 
Kirby Smart Money says that a great defense beats a great offense 82.2% of the time. So look for Georgia-Clemson matchup for all the marbles in Atlanta this January. One final note, guys. My Courage Award goes to the Dr. Pepper Challenge winner, Willie Wussy, for his sporting manly two-handed toss in front of a national audience. That took some cojones. And this is football. I say next year move the target back 20 yards for a real contest. If not, let's do bob for apples or pin the tail on the donkey. Speaking of donkey, I think I've made an ass out of myself, so I'm out of here. All right, that's it for now. Please share this with your friends. Give us your feedback. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Pilot 3-Point Podcast.